And thanks for coming along to And We Have an Office Doc, the digital agency podcast where we talk to agency owner directors and learn more about what makes them tick. From the things that make them similar to the things they'd rather have known sooner, where they've had success, and where they've learned some hard lessons. All will be revealed. With your host, Chris Simmons, the agency coach. And he'll be talking to a different awesome agency person in each episode, asking them four questions and seeing where the conversation takes us over the next 25 minutes. Okay, so let us begin. Over to you, Chris. Thanks, voiceover guy. In this episode, we've got the amazing Nicola Stott from Erudite. Hello, Nicola. Hi, Chris. How are you doing? I'm well, thank you, and thank you very much for having me. No problem at all. For those of you who uh, are listening, um, we've spent the last 20 minutes trying to get microphones sorted, so we are very happy to be talking in, the, in this podcast today. Um, Nicola, you, you are the MD of Erudite. Um, tell us all about what Erudite does. Give yourself a plug, just in case there are potential clients listening. <laughs> uh, so we are a technical SEO agency. Um, we are very strong in e-commerce. We work with national and global business consulting. Um, we specialise in senior level uh, business consulting. We get right to the heart of mm-hmm. business direction. Um, so we are, I guess, management consulting, but make it SEO would be okay. a good way of describing us. And, it, and, and that's quite, uh, within the world of SEO agencies, focusing directly on technical is, is quite niche, isn't it? It certainly is, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think um, ne- being niche in some way or another is, is, is a superpower, I think, especially if you stick to it from an agency's perspective. Um, so we've got four questions here, uh, Nicola. Um, we'll jump right in and uh, we'll see where we go. So in the first, the first uh, question I want to ask, and I ask uh, all of the uh, guests on the podcast, is um, what do you feel has been one of your biggest successes over the, what is it, 12 years, I think, you've been running Erudite now? That's right, yeah. Um, So one thing that we've always been pretty good at is having a real sixth sense Mm -hmm. in terms of what's important, what to focus on, what Google might be looking at. Mm. And it's something that we seem to have really timed really, really well with any of our R&D projects. Um, From as far back as implementing Hreflang sitemaps, we were the first agency in the world to do that. Really? You heard it here, everyone. (laughs) created our hreflang sitemap tool because it was uh, such a painful project to to, to actually implement hmm. um it was kind of ahead of the curve on that and then other projects like um we created a uk-wide performance benchmark for the top 1000 sites in the uk um we did some progressive web app stuff like five years ago so we've always been a, like a year or two ahead of the the kind of the whatever the drum to bang before everyone's tweeting about it, you mean? Yeah, before it becomes the conference fodder of you know <laughs> every pitch, every conference talk pitch three years afterwards. Um, yeah, so yeah. most recently we did, um, well, a couple of years ago we focused on accessibility um, as UX criteria and, uh, as a ranking factor. So, yeah. So, so where do these where do these uh, these visionary things come from? Is it is it you know, be honest, is it just accidentally uh, ahead of the curve or are there like 50 different projects which don't make the cut or 
are you genuinely because of you know because you you've got some smart people working for you so how how do, how how is it that that's that's come about being uh, being a thing? Honestly, I'd say having worked for a search engine, it it's just pretty obvious. You can, yes, it, it's like having the R and D, you know, mm. roadmap. I forgot all about that. It's, it's um, just, Yahoo, you know, wasn't it? It was Yahoo. Yeah, I was there for five years. Um, when I started, they had like twelve percent market share, so it was actually a consideration. That was a good chunk mm. of data for the UK, but obviously that, that was eroding very quickly. But um, yeah. it just gives you that insight. If, if there's an algo update and the focus is X, then you know if I'm well, the next one's going to be Y. It just naturally follows. That, that makes a lot of sense. So, so nice, nice bit of uh, use there from, from previous experience. And I guess having those, uh, those smart people that work with you uh, has made it a hell of a lot easier, hasn't it, to implement some of these, these ideas, I guess. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I guess if you went back then to 2010 to talk to the the younger, more sprightly version of you, what would you what would you say to her? Uh, get therapy. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh at that, but it's the way you said it. Sorry, <laughs> I'm not laughing at having therapy. I think that every. <laughs> no, no, you. Yeah, you I'll, I'll, I'll expand on that. I'll, I'll yeah. explain for why. Like, I think if you're a founder, um, you, you're probably one sort of type of personality anyway um, you might be quite driven you might have a lot of ideas you might um, you know g- generally you're open mm-hmm. to risk a little more risk and that sort of thing than, than somebody who might be absolutely perfectly happy to accept a salary and that is absolutely great yeah um, what I would say though is really defining what your business goal is what you want it to do for you like what is the point of mm. having this business that that really comes from having your own personal vision and for me i didn't have that i didn't know myself well enough 12 years ago and i didn't have a crystallized personal vision i knew what i didn't like and i knew what i didn't want and i knew yeah. i wanted to stay in search but i didn't have a real plan because i didn't have that kind of core guiding me and i yeah. wish i did Okay, so 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 therapy helps with that has helped you with that. Yeah, absolutely. I think you know it, if if that is what is missing in terms of your guidance, in mm. terms of your plan, um, I would hundred percent recommend that. That's you know it's that old adage, isn't it? Fit your own mask first in yeah. order to establish your company goals, in order to establish mm. what your company vision is. It's fitting a purpose for you. If you're a sole founder, or even if there's just a couple of you, if it's a bigger piece, if it's you know you've got um, you're a seed funded, you've got investors and all the rest. That's a different story. But if you're founder operated, then then that's where I'm sort of com- coming from. Yeah, I, I I think you've got something there. I expect I especially say to quite a lot of um, agencies who try and sort of they, there's quite a lot of agencies out there that, that that look the same, don't they? There's quite a lot of agencies out there that just sort of run a business and they churn lots of clients, they churn lots of staff, and they don't necessarily give themselves or the industry a a, a great name. And mm. quite a lot of the time, if you've got a if you've got a really well considered and concise uh, understanding of what your own personal vision is, that's not that's not the hardest thing to change or turn into a professional vision, is it? That is something that you can connect a team to, and everyone can pull together uh, for for, you know, for for the shared purpose. Um, so, however you come to that conclusion is 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 vital, I think, if you want to run an agency, especially for. For twelve years with with incredible success. Yeah, I th- I th- that, that's it, really, isn't it? I think it's so much easier for for people to get behind that when they can see that there is 
um, you know, a shared common goal. And then your, your culture and your values and everything like that trickles down from that without you having to, to really force anything or, you, yeah. you know, th things like that should start to happen naturally. But then as you grow, you will get more responsible and you'll be able to employ people who might be culture officers. But as, if, if you're a small team, mm. that should happen almost by dissemination. It should, it should feel like that. I think um, it often, it's, it's quite hard, and I'm sure that you, you do recognise this, um, that, that oftentimes when an agency owner starts their, their business, they're, they're just really good at a thing, aren't they? Um, and they're an entrepreneur, maybe, like you say. Um, and getting to that conclusion that you need to create this culture and, and this culture should sort of come from you as the leader is, um, is not always something that people grasp at straight away. I didn't. Um, I'll be honest. I yeah. didn't. Yeah. I, I, cer I certainly didn't either. Um, I, I remember sort of trying to go through a, a process of building a culture in, in the team and, and realised that it felt very forced and couldn't work out why. And I was doing everything I was supposed to do or thought I was supposed to do. And, uh, and, and it wasn't until I knew what it was. Then, yeah, you're, you're, you're right. And I think um, having that distilled in you and knowing exactly what you want makes it a hell of a lot easier, doesn't it? It does. It really mm. does, yeah. And that intrinsic sort of self-confidence and, and self-worth and that real purpose and direction, I, I didn't really have that 100%. I, I knew what I liked and I loved the SEO and I loved search. That bit was clear. The rest of it was happening. <laughs> yeah, it kind of kind of all happens around you quite quickly in an agency world. Do you, did, do you find that um, knowing that more now helps with, with hiring, with firing, with, uh, both staff and, and uh, clients? Oh yeah, yeah, it really does. Yeah, it really does. It, it, I mean, I think we've always had the confidence to say no when a project is not right for us. Mm -hmm. You know, as a, as a business, we've always been able to see that, um, or, or on occasion to, to, to let a, a relationship go if it yeah. wasn't working. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, it, it, it's not finished. We're still a work in progress. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's never perfect. You can't, you can never, never. You can strive for perfection, but it's hard to hard to achieve, isn't it? It is. Yeah, I wouldn't want to, to be honest. I'd want to be a constantly evolving. Because humans are, we are. We're in the talent game, aren't we? Yeah. So, you know. Absolutely. So, so I guess other than other than having that sort of really uh, strong self awareness um, in place, what what would you have done differently, or maybe even just instilled sooner over the years or is there even maybe something that um that you learned the hard way i guess that set you up for this future success that you've been having so i would um definitely get a business partner from day one i would launch okay. with a partner i would find that person as part of my plan okay creating that that's interesting which again didn't have a business plan it was very much an accidental agency um it was just me ended up really quite successful working 18 hours a day so it, it span into something mm. different um but with hindsight if i'd have wanted to be an agency had a plan to be an agency from day one i would have found somebody that is not me i would have and i was actually thinking about this today wouldn't it be great to start a business with a recruiter you know yes yeah so you, <laughs> you you're growing the agency and they are building the talent and and that's the two side you know 
the two sides of your sort of personality types, the two mm. sides of your skill sets. That's like the beginning of your senior management team. Yeah. And this is 12 years too late, a realisation, but I just... <laughs> yeah, I, th I think <laughs> that's know, especially... That would be a good thing to do. That's especially ahead of the curve. Um, uh, more so now than ever, I think, with the, with the jobs market in, in the digital marketing sector. I think it's, uh, it's a, bit of a, bit of a bit of a strange time, isn't it, when you, if you're looking to hire? It, it is. It really is. Yeah, yeah. And um, alluding to a conversation we had earlier, it's it's really hard to make sure that you know you're you're finding the right people that aren't uh, just a on paper replacement for someone or or just to fill a gap. You need to make sure they fit culturally with it with the with the people you already have. Yeah, because it's it's you know a little a little sort of drop um, in a in a small calm pond can create such a big ripple. Yeah, for a small team. Yeah. Um, small team, really, really great long-term relationships. Some of our clients have been with us for like 10 years. Really lovely long-term relationships. So we need to make sure we get the right personality matches. Absolutely. And, and the, just come back to the, the, the thing you'd have done sooner in, in that you'd have uh, started with a business partner. Now, if, if I think back to just, just myself, I don't play very well with others, or I wouldn't. I didn't do at the time when I started uh, started Optus uh, Optus out um, a long while ago. Would you have listened to that advice that you would, if you were to go back in time and give that to yourself, start with a partner? Would you have listened to it back then, or is this a um, in the with the power of hindsight kind of thing? I think I would. I think I would. Yeah. Um, not not necessarily for the reasons that you might think, but I think because of um, areas of self-doubt and understanding that I was good at certain things, but actually not having had any entrepreneurial... I'd always worked for large American co companies. I'd mm. worked for Yahoo, I'd worked for PR Newswire. I'd never worked for a really small, scrappy org. Mm. So I, I didn't have that experience at all. Um, so I think it, it would have been something I would have been really, really very open to if okay. I'd have, you know known that if I'd have known how valuable it would have been and especially if it was a recruiter giving you that advice <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hey I'm a recruiter and I've got lots and lots of money do you want to start working with me you'd, you'd be the biggest agency in the UK right now yeah fastest growing <laughs> hoovering up all of the staff that, that come off come off the, the university production lines yeah. more clients but we are the fastest growing yeah massive <laughs> piles of debt but lots and lots of very happy people in culture yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, so is there something that you've uh, other than other than kind of uh, having a bit of self-doubt and starting off on your own when you potentially would have uh, chosen to work with someone else has there been anything that you've learned like the hard way where you've gone Jesus Christ that is something I'm definitely not doing again or wow if I'd have known that sooner is there something that you know you're happy to to, to, to talk about there yes do you know what there is there is something that I wish I'd known um, prior to starting the business is um, get a prenup. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> oh, truth bombs, guys. Truth bombs. Advice. Yep. Should you, anyone ever, you know, don't want this situation, but life happens. And yep. if you own a business, you start a business um, during the, the duration of a partnership or marriage, be aware that to the letter of the law, the starting position is 50-50. So what you're saying is you did have a partner when you started Erudite. I was married. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, that is, I mean, that is pretty good advice anyway. I think these days in general, I think that's that's potentially a good advice, especially, you know, if, if we if we move away from the, the humour of it all, it's probably a good thing to have uh, clear lines. As much as it's unromantic, it's probably a good thing for everyone. So many people that I've spoken to, friends or, you know, industry friends who I know, mm. know quite well, um, were, were completely surprised. So many people were surprised that even if your spouse um, or life partner, whatever, has no stake in the business, mm. has never worked in the business at all, the, start, the legal start of the position is 50-50 on the division of assets. Mm. Well, So I'd strongly just recommend if, you know, look into that, get legal and financial advice. I know what my next call is going to be. Uh, and hopefully, you. hopefully, Vicky, <laughs> you're not you. listening to this. <laughs> for, for, for those out there listening. Yeah, no, that, that, it's sound advice. It is, it is really. And I think that, um, like I, you know, I, I framed the question, it's something you've learned the hard way. And I think that um, these sorts of things mean that the next time a, uh, a, a decision around the business in terms of its equity or its value come along, then you're going to look at that from a from a legal perspective just as well as you would do from an entrepreneurial business point of view, I guess. Yeah, of course, of course. And, uh, you know, I think sometimes there's there's a lot of value from all of these peripheral pieces of advice when it, it comes to running an agency, owning a business. Um, you know, I could, I could tell you about mistakes made here and there and, you know, whatever that anybody else could tell you. But I, yeah, I'm trying to think about some of the hardest lessons I've had to learn myself. Yeah, I, I mean, ev every day as a, an agency owner, I think there's something new, isn't there? And the book never ends of little things that you'll learn as you go. Yeah, yeah, for real. And, 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 and part and parcel of that is uh, it's not a lesson unless you've actually learned from it. Um, if you keep doing it, then, you know, you may be a bit thick. <laughs> isn't that the definition of insanity? Or is that a cliche or a uh, poster that's been uh, missed? I, that that could be one of those memes where it's a picture of Einstein with a quote from someone else with the name of something yeah. else. Yeah, it it may well be from Einstein, no, but I feel like yeah. it, I feel like that's something that's not sciencey enough for him to have said. <laughs> I, th I think you're right. It's been sort of you know it's been misrepresented over I'm, over the I'm, years. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure the the definition of 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 uh, scientific process is to keep doing the same thing over and over again to keep proving it or proving that's it wrong. Sounds yeah. Something like that, you know. Oh, you think I think this uh, falsification and deduction, Karl Popper, the scientific method, isn't it? So something is right insofar as it cannot be proven wrong. There you go. Yeah. And then it got turned into a meme. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like everything else, hopefully this doesn't turn into a meme. Um, so, so other than other than prenup starting up with uh with a partner what do you think would be like one of the most sort of powerful uh pieces of advice you might give to a future agency leader or someone who's just starting their agency now uh, so this is something i wish i'd done a little sooner um mm -hmm. i um i have a shared board of directors um so it's an organization called tab the alternative board mm -hmm. and essentially you sit on a board of directors that are Kind of hand selected from within your region of non-competitive businesses okay um so there might be you know four to six seven of you and you share a board effectively so once a month you'll meet you'll talk about any particular issues anything you're struggling with how to resolve something um ask for 
you know, referrals or anything like that. So, e so we're each airing something that we're, we're struggling with or a challenge or a change or something mm. like that. So it's a really cost-effective, nice way to have quite a large board of directors yeah. uh, when you're really quite a small business. Yeah, I th I, those sorts of things are incredibly powerful for businesses, uh, incredibly powerful, because you're learning from uh, similar issues and mistakes and also supporting other people. It feels good as well as you get something out of it. And, you know, not to toot my own trumpet here and make this into a sales pitch, guys, but... <laughs> this is this, this is actually something that is quite popular in in the digital agency world as a um, as a, um, a mastermind style uh, group. Um, one of the things that I've been building as of, of late, Nicola. I'm sure if you've looked on Twitter and LinkedIn and Facebook, I'm pretty much posting it everywhere. Um, there, there's a um, a digital agency mastermind group which which is uh, which is running now in the metaverse. So wow. if, if, you, if you fancy sticking a brick on your face and talking to me in a group setting with peers who run agencies but outside of your sort of general sphere of competitiveness, then that's, that's a similar type of thing. And I think, I think you're right when you say that it's a, it's a good thing for, for the business and a good bit of advice for someone to have because it's, it, with your, with your um, uh, tab uh, group, there's, there's things that will come up in your agency which will be slightly different, but very, very uh, relevant to someone else. And there's a lot that you can learn from that, as well as the potential business referrals, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that, that's, that's definitely something that's come secondary, but I think you've hit the nail on the head. And actually, I was going to ask you about your, uh, your mastermind, because that looks super interesting, and I would definitely um, be interested in, in checking that out. But it's, it's that sharing, it's that learned experience, but it... Uh, for me, it's the accountability. Yeah. Because you need someone to be your boss. If you're, if you're the, ultimately the boss, you can't just do that. You can't freewheel and be Machiavellian about everything. You need exactly. to be accountable to somebody. I, I think that's one of the key things that underpin any kind of mastermind style thing is that, you know, you 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 come in with a problem or a position. Everyone helps everyone out, but you don't just walk away from that meeting with a nice list of things that you're going to do. You've got you've got people who help hold you to account. Um, and, and with COVID, it's obviously been difficult to meet people in person. So a lot of that's gone to Zoom and things, which makes it a little bit harder. Um, but any kind of accountability when uh, it's very hard for the leader of an organization to hold themselves to account all by themselves, because it's very much our, in our nature to, to sort of procrastinate a bit, isn't it? Mm, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's I, I think I think anyone who's thinking of starting an agency for themselves once you've got things running and you've got the work coming in and you've got got things moving and you know that you're going to have the future problems that that you know nicola and i have talked about other people have talked about with um within this uh, the sector I, I i i think that that's really good advice there nicola and also fantastic sales pitch for me brilliant <laughs> Um, that was just natural. It was just natural. It just done. it just came. Just, we came this, there. This, was this was totally not contrived. Um, so, if if you would say that there's one thing that you have done at Erudite that has been kind of one of the most sort of powerful um, uh, growth tools or ways of uh, getting work in over the years that you that you'd either kind of double down on now knowing it, uh, or you'd spend a lot more effort on sooner what, what's what's really helped grow the business over the years it's always 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 been referrals okay for us and those referrals came from activity on twitter mm -hmm. it's honestly from from 
really, really early days, uh, apart from some like personal referrals from um, people I known from my Yahoo network, it's been very much about the content that I'd created in the early days, things that I'd shared, conversations that I'd started or been involved in. Mm. Um, just that for me has always been the driver. Yeah. Well, if if you if you consider from um, uh, an everyman agency style where they offer every single digital agency service um, that there is going, it's really hard to build your business just on referral. But I think when you're when you're doing excellent work in a in a niched area of of, of digital marketing, and uh, you know you are uh, as an agency synonymous with with great technical SEO. Um, I knew of Erudite before I knew of you. Put it that way. Um, and that, you know that that was going about eight or nine years ago though. Um, however, uh, I think that being excellent at the things you're excellent at will naturally drive that referral, won't it? Because you'll have happy clients. If you've got the right level of client, then they'll move on to other companies and bring you in and things like that. And it's and it fills it's fill, you fill your own sales funnel by just being excellent and, and honest to yourself. Is, is about the face. It's about that person, isn't it? Mm. And some of it is about the service. And if you're if you're one of those sort of like you to use your words, an everyman agency, the referral then has to come from the face, surely, because mm. you're not going to be. If someone says, "Do you know anybody that can do this?" You're not going to be front of mind for said this if you do everything. It it's going to be more. about. So I know that person is a good person, and they can do. You know, whereas I guess for us. If someone asks that question, then we do come up. It, it's easier to remember that that's who they are. That's what they do. Yeah, and I, and I think you you've hit the nail on the head there. Uh, um, if you do everything, you can't be uh, great at everything. Um, you know the old adage of um, uh, a jack of all trades. Um, however, the, the the you can be really good at all of those things if you're a large agency with lots of departments. Um, but if you're sort of small to medium size, it's always best, I think, I personally think, to be really great at something that people will know you for. Um, you're, you're spot on. Hmm. That, I mean, that's, that's been my experience thus far. <laughs> yeah. Well, that brings us to the end. Um, thank you very much for coming, uh, everybody, and thanks for listening right to the end, guys. Um, thanks very much, Nicola, for, for gracing us with your presence. I know you're very busy, and you're probably going to have to give your son back some headphones now. Um, thank you for having me, I enjoyed that thank you very much and uh, we'll be joined uh, next time by another fantastic digital agency owner uh, whose name will remain a secret so thanks very much for listening and uh, see you all soon <laughs>